to you by Barfoot and Thompson. On the show today, we're chatting with the fabulous Craig Burston from Will and Abel to find out about this unique and fabulous company. Welcome to Property Matters. Welcome to Property Matters. Great to have you along for another Monday as the year rocks on by. I'm really delighted by your feedback from the last few weeks with different shows on. So it's great today to continue that theme of sort of touching base with some unique companies here in Auckland. And today, delighted to have Craig, who is the General Manager of Will and Abel, a fabulous company doing great things in both the neurodiversity and employment spaces, while also offering fantastic products. Welcome to the show, Craig. Thanks, David. It's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, look, it's great to have you here. And uh, look, you've got to live up to that intro now. And for anyone that hasn't heard about Will and Abel, tell us a little bit about it. Okay, yeah, thanks. Look, Will and Abel is a social enterprise based in Papatoetoe, South Auckland. Um, it exists solely to create jobs for people with disabilities. Um, we do that by selling eco-friendly products that are packaged in 100% recycled milk bottles, filled and packed by people with disabilities. So what we've we've come out of uh, the disability employment sector out of a company called Altus Enterprises, which is based in Altus, uh, based in um, Papatoetoe. Um, it's part of a network of organisations that uh, operate around uh, the nation. Um, there's about 11 of the organisations and they employ about 900 people with disabilities. Um, the reason that Will and Abel was created is there's, there's a bit of an issue is that th- that's a government um, f- subsidised um, environment, which which means that you can't really grow the jobs. And I think at the moment, David, there's a real desire to have more jobs. There's a lot of people out there with intellectual disabilities that need a job. So Will and Abel was set up to go outside the government system um, based on the fact that we pay minimum wage, which means really we're unlimited about how big we can grow. Brilliant, brilliant. So tell us about your own career journey that led up to this role. Yeah, well, look, um, <clears throat> it's a bit of a, it sort of goes in a full circle in an interesting way, to be fair. I, I got a business degree or marketing business degree in Victoria University. One of my first jobs was working for a company called Unilever, based in Petone. And um, one of my jobs as a product manager was to look after products in the cleaning sector, um, products like Jif, uh, Handy Andy, Drive Liquid, uh, Laundry Detergent. <laughs> so that was that was interesting Big start. household brands. Big household yeah. brands. So I learned all about cleaning. Um but then I sort of took the opportunity. I saw the money was in the ICT sector in the 90s with telecom taking off. So I, I jumped into the ICT, um, joined companies like Telecom and IBM, and really just then had a career in, in IT and sales, sales management and general management. Um, so I did that. Um, big companies, um, leading big sales teams, startups, um, a security business uh, in the late in 2010 to 2020. And um, it was about about... 2019 actually where I started thinking gosh it's probably time for a bit of a change you know is there a bit more to the just working for the man as they say um, I also had a son Thomas who was working for Altus Enterprises and, and Thomas has um, neurodiverse issues he's got autism and I, and I watched his journey through school years getting his first couple of mainstream jobs and then having a couple of years in Altus and I just saw what it did for him as a, as a, as a person how it really took a lot of anxiety out of his life gave him this real chance to fit in uh, which is something that 
kids with um, mm. you know, autism in particular, they, they really don't fit in and they're quite isolated. So I sort of, with that in mind and, and obviously my extensive uh, cleaning career <laughs> that I started with, I put the two together and said, you know, what about jumping into the startup uh, Will Enable and bringing all my business experience to, to bear and doing something that, you know, I've seen which was good for Thomas. Why don't I do that for a whole lot of other Thomases that are out there yeah. and, and make things a bit easier for them? That is so cool. That is so cool. Now, speaking of, you know, the people out there like Thomas, I want you to talk a little bit about your amazing team. I love that you profile them on your website. And if anyone's listening near a computer, jump on to willenable.co.nz. And if you click the About Us page, you'll see this fabulous team who you also profile on the bottles and things, on the products and on the labels that you use. So tell us about this awesome team. Yeah, so look, we've got a team of um, a te- team of ten. We've grown, um, and obviously, well, we want to grow a lot more than that. But it's a good good starting position. Yeah, a real mixture of um, people with quite quite different neurodiverse uh, issues from uh, autism, um, anxiety disorders, bipolar, you name it. Um, but they're a great group. They've come together, and they're almost looking for something. And it's like a like a home, like a family. Um, and so, you know, what's unusual about this business is they are on the packaging mm. and so the business actually exists for the employees not the other way around yeah. it's quite a quite a strange thing when we present it sort of saying well you know this is what we're doing and it's all for you yeah and it's interesting because i was in the supermarket on the weekend and having only met you a couple of weeks ago saw the packaging and it really stood out now in the supermarkets and, and i just love the identity of having your team on the bottles yeah, and I think, you know, and a good example of what happens, I believe you had, um, well, I think Barfoots might have done something recently with a whole group of uh, kids with um, with Down syndrome flatting. Well, my son, Thomas, and, and someone he met, a, a good friend, Alex, both work at Will Enable now, and they got together, and they've both been living at home um, for a long time, um, and they've just recently gone flatting. Okay. Uh, and that's sort of, that would never happen if they didn't have, they hadn't met each other and didn't have the confidence to take yeah. that step. Um, and I think that's really, that's that real um, purpose for why they're there. I love that you've, with their photos too, I guess it means they can never leave because they're branded like everywhere. You can't leave. We'd have to change all the bottle bottle labels. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> How fast is it growing? Like what's been the journey so far? Yeah, look, the business has definitely taken off since we launched in 2019. But look, we've got a long way to go. And, and it's... You know, I think people probably get a perspective, you know, some of our advertising recently that we're probably doing better than we are. And, you know, facts are facts. You know, it's a tough category where we're trying to um, um, play in, which is cleaning category. And, and the main area you, you need to be successful in is the supermarkets. And if you ever work in the super, walk in the supermarket, there's two things going on. One, you've got a whole lot of um, players in there that have been spending, you know, money on their brand for 30 years, like I did back in the 80s on Handy Andy and things like that. And people people really don't want to spend too much time thinking mm. in the cleaning aisle. I mean, I like to spend a bit of time in the, in the wine aisle. Yeah. Maybe I'm not really going to hang around there. So, you know, if you see a, see something on promotion, um, you see your favourite brand and it's at eye level, you'll take it. So mm. we'll enable, you know, we're there, but we're, people have to really look for us. So, mm. you know, that's part of the issue. But, you know, our journey's been interesting. We, we kicked off in 2019, didn't have any money, a typical you know, social enterprise, mm-hmm. your mistake is you don't spend enough money up front to create awareness. You know, you do it on the smell of an oily rag and think you're going to grow. The, the facts are it doesn't work like that. We we were a bit lucky. We kicked off and we could only really have an online presence. 
And then, you know, look, COVID kicked in in, in March 2020 and you know that for us that could have spelled a disaster it spelled a disaster for altus enterprises our parent company uh, we were just growing but they were well, they were up to about 230 employees and a lot of those people about 130 of them were working on the air new zealand um, refurbishing the headsets um, job they've been around for about 20 years so great relationship with air new zealand when we all went home when covid first kicked in um, <clears throat> it was quite sad because our guys not only went home for covid to be safe they went home without a job because air new zealand stopped flying mm. so there's no work for them mm. so that was quite sad for us then we had to make a lot of people redundant um and you know that was it was it was sad times you know the the big factory floor where Altus was suddenly went quiet and we were a bit lucky because we had um <coughs> a guy by the name of mike holland who, who's a great reporter was part of Seven mm. sharp had been tracking the progress of Altus over about four or five years because they've really moved Altus into a very professional sort of operation um and he was really excited. He loved seeing the growth of people getting there. But then when he came in, he, he didn't see anyone. You know, there's no one there. And, he, and everyone had gone home. And, and we sort of said, well, no one's coming back. And then I sort of was there with my son, Thomas, and we were trying to make some dish powder at, at the end of the factory, <laughs> you know, because it was all hands on deck. And, and he said, well, what are you doing? I mean, what are you and what do you do? And I said, well, we're well enabled. And, we're, and if people basically buy it, then we can probably get those jobs back. He took that message to Seven Sharp, Hillary Barry, that night. And um, I think it was that night or a day later, and within two days we got 20,000 orders um, and something like three quarters of a million dollars worth of revenue. And I'm talking about we had like three orders a day at that point. So wow. it was an incredible experience to yeah. suddenly get all these people, you know, calling up. Everyone was at home. and. It was a really good thing in that, you know, it set us up, but it also probably put us into a bit of a false dawn and that, you know, you're, you're chasing the rainbow there. Oh, people are going to forever buy our product mm, online. Mm. And so I think from there, our journey was, you know, 2020 was really trying to fulfil that that whole demand. And then in 2021, we said, let's get into supermarkets, which we did. Got great support from both Foodstuffs and Countdown. Um, we got on the supermarkets, but supermarkets are... Uh, places that you don't just get into, you've got to be there and you've got to operate like right. a proper brand. You know, you've got to have the money and know the jingle. And we didn't really do that. And so I think when we got back to 2022, you know, our view was, oh, gosh, supermarkets are quite hard. It's harder than we thought. It's, you know, it's, you've got to actually, you know, people have got to be able to um, know where you are and buy you. What do we do? We didn't have any money. So the thought was, well, let's... Let's maybe go back to online. That's where you're probably not as social media. Mm. And we can probably go back and recreate that sort of uh, what we achieved in 2020 in the lockdown. Of course, that didn't happen. People don't buy cleaning products necessarily online mm. in, in, in the main. They buy it at supermarkets. Yeah. So we got to the end of 2022 and said, right, time for a change. Let's get things going. Be big or go home. <laughs> and so we really looked at the whole marketing mix and said, look, let's give it an overhaul. Let's look at the pricing. Uh, let's be competitive. Let's have promotions. Let's look at the packaging, this green bottle we used to have, which sort of was eco. Probably better if we made it white. And let's do some cool promotion yeah. and some advertising. And we were lucky to get Hillary Barry sign up to help us. And I don't think she does a lot of that, if any. And so her supporting it, and the link was seven sharp. Yeah. You know, we've gone on. We've got our board really stepped up and said, like, let's, let's get in behind her. And we've had some great results since. Very lucky. couple of things from what you just said. You'll be pleased to know that Countdown Key Street, where I was yesterday, your products were at eye level, front and centre. So... 
full credit to them. Uh, secondly, you mentioned uh, the Altus work and Air New Zealand and the headphones, which now makes sense to last week's story where Connor, who has autism, was working in there and he, he referred now to working in a cafe because he got sick of dealing with the tangled headphones, <laughs> which at the time didn't make a lot of sense, but now totally does. <laughs> totally does. Brilliant. Now, let's focus on your products, okay? Walk me through what you have to offer. Yeah, well, look, we've got a pretty much the full range, and I often think, you know, there's there's the um, products out there that you use for kitchen cleaning, you know, the eco products, like, you know, people familiar with Eco Store and Earthwise, but for kitchen, we've got a multi-purpose spray, there's four versions, a, a standard, a glass, antibacterial and heavy duty, we've got a hand soap, and we've got a dish liquid and a, and a powder and a rinse aid. Um, in laundry, we've got a laundry liquid. Um, we've got a new product coming out, a sensitive product. A lot of people like that. Um, with, with children with you know sensitive mm. skin. We've got a fabric softener. And for the bathroom, we've got our tried and true toilet cleaner, which my son Thomas used to proudly, I think he still does, is proudly on the, on the label for that. <laughs> so quite a range. Um, we also have... Um, a bulk range of 5 and 20 litres. People can buy these in bulk. And what we've done there is, you know, our, it'll come back to when I talk about in, the, in later about what's our goal. We realised when we were in 2020, when we had all this, you know, um, all this demand and we couldn't service it, we knew there was a reason to have 5 litre and 20 litres, but we didn't think we could do it. And we thought rather than holding on to it as an opportunity, we thought, let's, who's someone that might be able to capitalise on that? And there's an organisation I referred to before, Kilmarnock, which is one of the disability employment organisations based in Christchurch. And we said to them, well, why don't you guys take over the 5 and 20 litre range of the brand and you market it as if it's your business. You know, put it it's right. linked to our website, but it's your business and you sell it. Um, so that's what's happened. So they're fantastic because it's great to have a distribution centre in mm. South Island. That little Cook Straits, a bit, bit of a problem yeah, when you're doing distribution yeah, yeah. New Zealand. So we work cost. together, hand in hand. Um, and so we're creating jobs not just in Papatoetoe, but also in Christchurch. And I think the two things that I'll kick off later on is that the brand has potential for people to use it. Mm. And we don't want to just stay making work only in Papatoetoe and South yeah. Auckland. This has got potential all over New Zealand. <coughs> Excuse me, absolutely. Now, on top of all of this, you do have a focus on sustainability, both in the product itself, plus the packaging, plus you can return the empty bottles. So talk us through the sustainability front, because this is really important for customers today. Yeah, and I think, um, bless you, I think, um, you know, people talk about eco, eco-friendly and environment, and, and they talk, sustainability they often talk about in terms of, mainly environment most people today you know we're being sustainable well, what are we doing we're doing some stuff with the rubbish and how we're recycling the sustainability in its true sense is around you know the people uh the planet and also profit so it mm. means you're going to be there ongoing so you know we recognize that a full brand should have credentials that are more than just um you know our social purpose we think to underpin the brand going forward it has to have some sustainability cr- credentials that's why we've got the eco focus there you know, I'm not, as I said, I've got a marketing degree, but I'm certainly not a guru. And, and I think one of the mistakes we made of several mistakes we probably made on the journey was, you know, did we, were we trying to position an eco brand with a social brand? And right. did that confuse it? You know, what's our messaging? Um, and and where do we where do we really want to play? And I think where we've got to is that the main players around the fact we're a social purpose brand and the, and the product does really well, which is the whole idea of does the job creates a job. But sustainability is something we think should be embedded in a lot of products now. So it's not necessarily something you have to, you know, front and centre tell mm. them it. it should just be there um, to make your brand real with integrity. So what we've done is you know we kicked off. 
we said, look, sustainability is about the the products <coughs> um, of plant-based to start with. So that what that means really is it's derived from a sustainable resort, um, source rather than petroleum, right? Also better for the um, planets and waterways. The second bit is the packaging. So the packaging we derive is from 100% recycled, curbside recycled milk bottles. Brilliant. So it starts from a place that's not virgin plastic, so that's good. Mm. And then we got to the idea of, well, you know, what do people do with the with the bottles once they're finished? And a lot of bottles, plastic that could be recycled, are still ending up in the in the mm. um, in the waste, in the um, you know, in the refuge centres, and going into a hole in the ground. And we don't think that's what should happen. So we're thinking, well, maybe maybe because it's a cleaning product and it's plastic. What about if we got them back and we just cleaned and reused them? And the idea was, you know, back to, I remember when I was a boy, uh, you know, we used to have glass milk mm. bottles and you'd put them out yep. at night and they were empty and gosh, they'd be full in the morning. Yeah, brilliant. And it would go round and round and round. What a great thing. Well, that's what we want to see if we can do. And we want to do it for a few reasons. If we can get our bottles back, there's a few things happen and we cleaned and reused them. A, we could create work. So that's mm. that's the link. It's always the link. Can we create work by doing something? Yes, we can. You know, a lot of other people wouldn't want to do it because it's, why would you do it? It's a bit of a bother. We don't care. We like work. We like. We don't want to be an automated organisation. We want work. So for us, it's great. If we could get it back in a way that's cost-effective or free, well, suddenly you've, mm. it's a third of your packaging. So, you know, if you want to that whole idea of profitability and sustainability, if you want to keep going, you've got to have a good price. So if your packaging's actually quite competitive, then you can price yourself pretty well, which is what we need to do. So that was sort of the whole idea mm. is, well, this is, there's some leaks in this. How do we do it? We kicked off... Way back when we kicked off in 2020, we said, oh, people are buying us online. We send out the box and we thought maybe some of them might want to give them back. How do we do it? So we gave them the offer, um, the opportunity that they could online get a um, return ticket um, courier. And we thought, oh, we'd better do that. We're not sure how it's going to go. We actually got about 20% take up. Oh, wow. Odd idea. So what well, the idea is when people come with you, when the courier drops off your um, your new products, they'll pick up your old products and bring it back to us. Right. We thought, well, that's great. We weren't quite sure what we're going to do with them. Probably make them into plastic decking or something like that. We weren't 100% sure. And then we got on board a sponsor called Aon, and they had 70 branches throughout New Zealand. And they said, look, we love what you're doing, but we also like the sustainability idea. How about we put a recycling bin in each of our offices and people, households, can come in and drop them off? We thought, what a great idea. Mm-hmm. And so that kicked off, and that's nationwide. And then we thought, look, insurance offices are great. They're not in all the most convenient parts mm-hmm. of town, but it's still a really good start, and we like it and want to keep it. But wouldn't it be cool if people could, when they're driving... Where would you drive to that would be really convenient? Well, a service station. Yeah. Plenty of room. You're filling up. You've got a bit of time. If you had your bottles in the in the boot, what about if you could drop those into a collection point at a, at a service station? So we're just today, actually, dropping off a whole lot of collection bins. Um, it's part of a um, sec phase two of a pilot we did last year with Z Energy and, and Fonterra. Brilliant. And the idea is that our, you know, this will be in 40 um, sites in, in Auckland uh, is our first phase. Um and, you know, so householders can go and drop it off there. The whole thing's undermined because under underpinned by the fact that Zed use a lot of milk in their cafes. And those bottles, because of, you know, their relations with Anchor, are picked up by a company called Reclaim and they're repurposed into a whole lot of really useful plastic things. Um, mesh fencing, for example, mesh sheeting. So those bottles will be picked up and recycled into a really good way 
And at the same time, we're leveraging that they'll pick up our Will Enable bottle. So we're off to a great start. That's quite a, unique. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. And cool that you're rolling it out from today. Now, obviously, your products are great for any home, but also for workplaces as well. And I imagine getting companies on board will increase your sales, which therefore generates the option for hiring more staff. It's a bit of a numbers game, I'm guessing, but, do you, you know, is that the, the goal, is to keep increasing the staff numbers through the sales, in which case business sales would help? Yeah, look, business. Our basic strategy is pretty simple. Look, let's we've got to we've got to be successful in in supermarkets for sure, but you've got to have another channel that can offset the vagrancies of supermarket buying. They might one month not buy anything, so yeah, you've got to have another strong channel. We think online's got a limited potential, but what we think is an opportunity that's growing now that people are back at work, and that was a real mm. issue, is business to business, particularly with government. Mm. Government's a bit of a, a, a real target for us at the moment. We've got a great supporter in the corrections department are going out to all the people buying it. Um, we've got, I was recently at a local government conference and I got up on stage, I think Wendy Petrie was the MC, and I, I had a little stand there and I got up and all the mayors and CEOs were there and I, I was a bit cheeky. I said, look, I want you guys to do a bit more dewy than hooey. Uh, well, come to my uh, little little stand uh, in the lunch break and I've got a piece of paper there. Put up your name, your address and how many of these um, bottles you're going to buy on an ongoing basis because I need you as a group. If you buy a 1,000 units every month, I can create a job. Brilliant. So suddenly what I've changed mm. around from is how you buy and cleaning products, yeah, no yeah. one cares. Yeah. So, Help You're me employing a, a fantastic doing person. This. Yeah. And we've got like 21 councils signed up to do that right now. So That's we're off to so a great cool. start. Yeah. So I think with, with business is important because there's three phases of business. There's the business buying for their own use. That's that's useful if you can get a bit of um, momentum. The real trick, though, is if we get them in every staff kitchen in New Zealand, mm. imagine the power of people mm. seeing it. Oh, definitely. You know, my issue is people don't see it in yeah. the supermarket, yeah. so yeah. if they saw it at work, it's yeah. a really good start yeah. for them to look for it. So that's really what I'm after, that double yeah. whammy. Yeah, especially with your labels. I mean, they really do stand out. Now, I mean, you mentioned it's in supermarkets such as Countdown. You can buy the products online. In fact, I ordered some more today when I was checking out your site. I particularly love the packs that you've created, like your starter pack. For under $30, you can get all all the key items for your home, perfect for a quick top-up, or give us a gift to someone going flatting, or for our real estate listeners, fantastic gifts for clients, whether that's tenants or new homeowners. Are these packs popular? They were at the very start because it was a way to get people to, to get um, a feel for the range. We had a thing called the starter pack and the kitchen pack. What we found is the people that buy regularly online know what they want and they're pretty much customised to their own requirements. Um, but packs have a real role for us and I think as you alluded to, I mean, you know, we're coming up to Christmas, it's always a fantastic gift to give. Mm. And I think as you've seen with, you know, the likes of Barfoot and Thompson, for example, you know, rather than giving them a bottle of wine mm. if someone was to buy a house or move into a new flat, you know, they give them something practical, practical that has meaning, you know, why not do that? But hopefully then also sparking the conversation with them and the journey for them to start using the products because they can see the benefits that it has for these wonderful people. Um, all right, let's focus now on the business side of things. What are the long-term goals for Will Enable? How many staff would you love to employ? Yeah, we've been quite upfront about this and I think it's, you know, it's a statement that drives us every day for what we want to do and we're at 10, we want to be 100. Mm. So we mark ourselves as, you know, we're 10th of the way through our journey. Um, and the reason that 100 is the 100 plus is it wants to be a business of significance. Yeah. And to do that is a number of things have to happen. 
So what are those plans? Dare I ask? Am I allowed to ask? Well, I think I think it would be a great opportunity <laughs> to ask and go through it. So, so look, we've got, um, you know, if I really laid it out, the, the business plan's pretty simple. Um, the first thing we've got to do is grow our existing, you know, business with cleaning products. You could argue, why do we get into cleaning products? And we often ask that question because it's quite hard. We, we actually got in because we made the assumption, well, are people really going to be that weird to their toilet cleaner that they wouldn't change for a good reason? Yeah. Some people hang on to it a bit. Yeah, that's what yeah. we found out. But, you know, that's the <laughs> idea is, you know, surely you can change a cleaning product. You know, like if you had a brand of coffee or mm, yogurt. It's a bit harder. So yeah. you know, it's something that we think we can convert people to change. So <laughs> the first obvious thing is to grow our cleaning products in supermarkets and in our, in our um, B2B business channels. We think we can get to about 30 or 40 people. There's probably a point okay. where you tap out there and you go, okay, that's phase one. Phase two is then how you do what I think is the exciting bit, whereas you start leveraging the community to build our um, jobs uh, out throughout New Zealand. Look, I get every every week doesn't go by where I get someone from Taranaki or Wangarei or Blenheim saying, hey, I've heard of Will Enable. What can we do to create work in our region? There's nothing. There's no jobs for people. Right. Like my son's got autism. And our first phase is to say, well, look, why don't you just buy some, um, you know, will enable, sell it to your network of people, and then when they've got them on the on the on the source, we you can buy our products, and just like um, a lot of others do, you can use a refill model, buy it in bulk, and then you, as people bring back the empty bottles, you can swap it out, and that'll create work for people and mm. locations. So it's a very clear example yeah, where yeah. you can push this out and get the community involved. Because yeah, that leads nicely into my next question: was if someone is listening. From a business point of view, how can they help you? That's right, exactly. So, you know, we, we want this, you know, Will Enable isn't here just to be, a, you know, a centre brand around cleaning. It's something we want to take to create employment throughout New Zealand. So the, so we think by doing that, we could probably add another 20 jobs if we got going, from what I'm feeling. And then the opportunity is with your recognition, you go into things like some home brands where you probably might do something for hopefully a foodstuffs or countdown or right. whoever's listening. And we're talking to them about, you know, they've got big, you know, volume um, brands and, you know, in their sort of home brand range that will give us a go. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Um, or, or anyone else that wants to do it. And that's probably going to create about another 20 jobs. And then the other, and this is exciting, but I think is, well, if people know and love and get a sense of what Will Enable's about, and it's linked to employment of people with disabilities, and we can transfer that to other products, be non-food or all food, you know, pet food or it's a you know kitchen pegs. I was laughing. I'm going down to talk to the deputy mayor Laurie Foon in a couple of weeks, and she's wonderful, and she's got a sister I think that had you know some some intellectual issues, and we said, well look, what can we do in Wellington? There's no mm. jobs in Wellington. Um, that an organisation that has you know disability employment uh, of significance, Wellington, Tauranga or Hamilton, three of the biggest cities, and we said, well, she's from the fashion industry. Why don't we make a range of well-enabled socks? So I'm just I'm a bit yeah, glib, yeah. but I'm saying, yeah, you know, yeah. let's be creative. Yeah. How can we take the brand and really take it the next phase? Brilliant. So that's the plan. Brilliant. Now, when we talk about disability and neurodiversity, can can you first unpack the term neuro? diversity, but also from your team's point of view, what are some of the day-to-day -day challenges they face? Yeah, well, look, being ne neurodivergent means having a brain that works differently from the average or neurotypical person. So, you know, there's a few writers saying, what's average? But, you know, it's mm -hmm. basically saying people aren't worse, they're just different. Their yeah. brains work differently. Yeah. It's not a negative. And I think, you know, something we're looking to do is we talk a lot about intellectual disabilities and it has a quite a negative connotation. Mm. You'll probably see us more and more start talking about neurodiverse challenges. Mm. 
And I think, uh, and look, neurodiversity is, is you know, the reality is that people with Asperger's or autism, like Einstein and a lot of other people and probably CEOs working at the moment, are very clever people. Yeah. Their interpersonal skills might not be so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know a few of these guys, but they're actually high-performing. Yeah, you know, so it does cover a fairly, mm-hmm. you know, big spectrum. Um, the crew we're after are really not able to, to operate at the at the level that's probably average. So in terms of day-to-day challenges, you know, what are the main issues for our guys? You know, it's that probably sense of anxiety. It's um, the ability to focus. Um, interpersonal relationships can be a struggle. You know, picking up the cues right. that we all pick up on. This yeah. person's angry or this person's, you know, gone quiet. You know, what, am, what do I do in this sense? Um, just the communications and often just listening to instructions, proactiveness and taking initiative. But that said, you know, if I ever wanted to do a a workforce again, I'd employ exactly the same people. The reason I'd do that is, look, I tell you what, the hardest bunch of workers Mm. you've ever had, they turn up every Monday, they've got hangovers. Yes. And they love Mondays because they come and see all their mates. So, Mm. you know, I don't think every workforce out there can say they've got that happening. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of what they can do. That's a nice segue to my next question, which was how important is work to them? Because I imagine it's not just from a salary point of view, it's giving them a purpose, feeling like they're contributing to a bigger picture, plus the social interaction of working with a great team. You've kind of ticked that already. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Look, we often talk leadership on this show. So how do you and your managers and directors lead and inspire your team? And I guess they've got to look at their leadership from an angle, as you say, some of the team might not be getting the social cues and things. How do you lead your team? Well, you know, really, we don't inspire them. They inspire us. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, I bet. You know, yeah. They absolutely do. Um, and you look at it, you know, what they're going through. You know, and I don't think a lot of people have any idea how hard it is to work with some of these challenges mm. and, and to put a brave face on them. So, you know, every day we are inspired by, you know, their journeys and what they're doing. I think the key for leadership with this crew is empathy. You know, you've just got to have certain that they, they're not working at 100%. And I think the issue that you get, and I've seen it with you know Thomas and, and various mainstream jobs um, that he's been into, that even though people start off you know thinking, oh, I've employed someone with a neurodiverse challenge, you know, it's all great. The, within about a month, they're trying to work them to 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, maybe it's a, just a, a, a behaviour. Um, so, you know, I think the pressure then goes on them to be this, you know, overperforming person and they can't. You know, you've got to accept that mm. they've got some challenges and, and work with that. So I think empathy's the um the biggest thing that you've really got to understand and and, and also congratulate them when they are doing a great job. What are some of the biggest challenges you've had to face, not necessarily even in, in this role, but in, in your journey as as a manager? Um so I think I think in this, I'll just talk about the the business as it stands. My biggest challenge of the business, then talk about myself. But for me, the um, the biggest challenge that we face is the cost of living crisis right now is, right. is a real doozy mm. because you know let's fake it. Eco eco products are a, a little bit of a premium, mm. and people, if they can, will will not be thinking too much about. Um, you know, they're really scrutinising their yeah. dollars. So for yeah, us to grab that, yeah. it's, it's probably restrictive. So that's it's making it hard, and we really thank the people that are buying us because we know it's a tough time at the moment. Um, getting people to make the change for good. That's I mean, why wouldn't you buy Will Enable as your 
product of choice ongoing. There's yeah. no reason not to. What I don't want is someone to say, oh, I've, I've, I've bought a bit of Will Enable and I've done my job. Now yeah, I'm yeah, back yeah. To Palm Olive and for yeah. Eco Store or something else. It doesn't help me. Yeah. I need it to be your ongoing product. And on your website, did I see you can do a subscription service anyway? So you don't even have to think about it. You know that a toilet cleaner is going to run out in a month's time. So it, you can auto set it up. Is that right? That's 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a good I'll, advert for you. I'll, um, I'll set you up when we leave. David. <laughs> that's a good idea. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so you know, we've we've that's that getting people to do it ongoing is important. And the last one would be just awareness. You know, and how much money can we spend to create that? We like we did a great start. You know, we've got A on our sponsor it gives us some contribution to go. We've made a great ad, so you know we've really got to keep going and make sure it gives us a return. But it's not easy when you when you haven't got a you know great financial backing. I think my, my personal one is just watching and, and the tolerance to, to see people that are, you know, not what's what's defined as average and redefined mm. average as, well, it's just different yeah. is the main thing. Yeah. Look, you're such a beautiful Kiwi business story. Do you have plans to go global or is your model based on something that you've already seen overseas? Yeah, I guess you don't, you know, I don't want people to listening think I'm a bit of a dreamer. <laughs> But, you know, look, you've always got to have a bit of a dream. And I think our viewers, you know, we'll walk before we run. I've outlined a few steps there. But one of them I didn't mention um, was that, you know, if this takes off, this, there's nothing like this anywhere else in the globe. We've had people interested in this uh, from Australia. Um, we could easily take it there and franchise it um, and set it up. And, you know, we've got all the IP on how to run it. There's nothing like this in Australia or anywhere, mm. really. So, yeah, I think if we can be successful, there's a great opportunity. I mean, there might be someone out there that can help us do that. Yeah, absolutely. If someone is listening today that would like to be employed by you in the future as more opportunities open up, can they reach out? What's sort of the forum for that? Yeah, and that's why we exist. That's the whole reason. Um, so very easy. You call the following number, and it's on our website, which I'll come to, 0800 122 474. Um, that's on uh, www.willandable.co.nz. Or you can email um, to your with a CV preferably to info at willandable one word .co.nz and we'll we'll really take a serious look at it. Brilliant. What milestones, key milestones, have you celebrated as a company since you started? Like are those you know key moments? Yeah, well, I think um, certainly I alluded to the seven sharp moment in twenty twenty. I mean, you, you couldn't get any bigger than that. Um, that was that was a that was a fantastic milestone. I think when we went through and got ten staff was good. Yeah, felt like we were going somewhere. Um, but you know, let's be clear, we're not we're not anywhere near where we want to be. Um, I think when we got Hillary Barry and did the TV advertising and got serious um, was great. We'd done an earlier earlier furo with. Um, Paul Henry and Paul Henry was fantastic mm. too. He was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I loved his ads, and he was so cool to work with. Um, but we probably just didn't spend the right amount of money and get the right awareness. And we weren't in in Superman. We went out a bit early. Mm. Was the story. Um, so just launching with Hillary Barry was a massive milestone. That you know we'll look back and go, wasn't that cool? It's all linked to the Seven Sharp. And just recently, this it's very practical when you're trying to run a brand, eh? And it's about in supermarkets, it's all about you know what new products you're putting in so that you can get your shoulders out a bit on the on the shelf because we were talking yep. about that before. So we've just got okay from foodstuffs to go out with um, our two litre liquid laundry and add a new variant of sensitive. That doesn't sound like a lot. But for us, laundry liquid is the biggest category. Yeah, I can like imagine. Dishwash. And you're right on the sense. And so, that you know, the fact the they've got us in there yeah. is great. So that's a, that's a massive, you know, for us doing that. 
when I look at your website and you've got a good sort of frequently asked questions, there's quite a bit around sort of the content of your products and are they septic tank safe and that sort of thing. How much do you find these days consumers are wanting to know that detail? I mean, there was a time you just grabbed anything off the shelf, whatever was on special, but we live in a different world now. Are you finding people are asking those questions? Yeah, and I think, you know, the, you've probably heard the term greenwashing. You know, it's pretty easy to get into a, into a category and, 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 and cleaning products. There's a, there's a certification standard in New Zealand. It was called ECNZ, Eco um, um, Certification New Zealand. It's now called Eco Choice Aotearoa, a fantastic organisation which really sets the benchmark and really makes you jump through a few hoops both in the products and the company. So, you know, comes and looks at your product but also comes and has a look at us and says, you're dumping stuff down the drain, you know, right. what's, your, what's your approach to energy use? There's a whole lot of questions they check you out on. So, yeah, we, we do that. So that's how we, um, you know, set the benchmark that our products hit a certain standard. And... Can your products work in septic tank areas? They can. They can? They're that eco-friendly. They are. are. (laughs) Worms like them. (laughs) What's been your proudest moment in this journey or or in your career? Oh, and uh, look, obviously, um, you know, the desire, but being part of this organisation is is incredible. Um, And I think, you know, converting Thomas, my son, to come and work at Will Enable is brilliant. And the reason I say that is, you know, what we're about at Will Enable is providing guys like Thomas with choice. You know, I could see him having a career and will enable him mm. being a supervisor and, you know, it would be his business one day. That's the dream. Or he could be so confident in five years' time that he'll go into mainstream, have another go at it and, yeah. and just really rock it, you know. So either of those options is fine with me. Brilliant. If I interviewed Thomas, what do you, how do you think he would describe his work and journey? Um, oh, he, he, would, um, he would definitely explain how... How great his, his 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 thing is getting a job where he feels he fits in. Most of these guys is about fitting in. Yeah, and he's just gone flatting, and that's given him a you know a sense of real pride that he's he's growing up and he's you know not the dependence thing, that he's independent and he's going places. He can feel his journey starting. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Beautiful tie-in by total coincidence to last week's show for Go Flatting. So if you missed us last week, make sure you jump on Spotify and have a listen to our fabulous four with neurodiversity challenges who went and had their first flatting experience and got it all caught on camera for TVNZ. Um, Craig, absolute pleasure getting to know you and your fabulous product. I've been converted very quickly by finding out about it not so long ago and it's certainly filling my shelves uh, and will continue to support. Once again, how can people purchase products and get in touch with you? Great. And then again, thank you for the privilege to, to be on the show. Um, first is online at our online store, www.willenable.co.nz. Any supermarket, most supermarkets stock us now, New New Worlds and um, Countdown. Um, and if you're a business, you know, Office Max and NXP, are, we're already on their category, on their um, catalogue, so you can buy it today. Awesome, awesome. And if you could, um, if your team are listening to us... What would you say to them? Keep up the good work, guys, and and try and get the labels on straight, will you? (laughs) (laughs) Are they proud of their labels? Are any of them sort of like, oh, I don't want my face on toilet cleaner? No, they're good. They, they like it. They're really proud. Not all of them. Yeah, all yeah. Of them. Some of them are quite private, as you'd yeah, expect. But, yeah. you know, I think they they get, they're not, this is a whole idea. Why, why stand on the background when you can be at the forefront? Yeah. The, None of them have asked for a photo retake. <laughs> you didn't get my good side. 
Well, we all want to do that. Yeah, don't we? yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Look, all the best. Thanks for checking us out. Today, head to willandable.co.nz. If you've got something you would like to promote or someone you'd like us to chat to, or if you've got a question to ask for any of our team, email us at propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz. Remember, you can check out previous episodes on Spotify, Apple, Samsung, iHeartRadio, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Next week, we're having a bit of a best bits session as we look back over season three, coming to an end towards the end of October, and then we've got a few very special guests to wrap us for the rest of this season. Have a fabulous week if you're listening live. Drive safely home. If you're listening on Spotify while you're doing your exercise, be safe. Don't fall off. Have a great week. Catch you again soon. Take care.